The following program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Family Face Ministries. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Revolutionary Family with Dino and Jody. And today we're going to be talking to you about how you can apply some biblical principles in your life to have a revolutionary family. What does that mean, having a revolutionary family? Hey, Jody, I'm asking you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a radical change. And the way we think and the way we do things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to take, in every podcast, we're going to take some situations, some scenarios that <clears throat> happen in families. Just, you know, things that we face on a daily basis. And obviously, we know very well how the world reacts to those things. And so we're going to actually look how Bible tells you to handle those situations. And that's what's radical about it. It's different than the way everybody else is doing it. It's the Bible way, and it works, and um, it's caused a revolution in our home, in our family, and we want to share that good news with everyone else. So today, we're going to talk about something that all of us go through, everybody, um, and and. Do you want to introduce the topic, or do you want me to introduce Transition. It? Transition. Yeah, good transition, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And with a family of five children, two son-in-laws, and mm-hmm. two grandchildren, we have a lot of transitions going on. We do. <laughs> Simultaneous <laughs> yes, transmissions. We do. Tra- transmissions. Uh. Transitions. Um, so, yeah, no matter... No matter who you are, no matter where you're at, no matter what stage of life that you're in, all of us go through transitions. We transition from childhood to adulthood. We transition single to married. Yeah. Some married people to... transmission tran- transmission. <laughs> Why do I keep saying that? Some people transition from married to divorce. Um, you know Married to children. Married to children. Uh Married to empty nesters. <laughs> Children exactly. leave and have um, some friends becoming empty nesters. Transition to grandparents. Some people transition jobs. Moving. Transition, yeah, homes. That could be a big one that causes a lot of uneasiness churches. in the family. Trans- people transition churches. Um, did we say jobs? Yeah, we said jobs. Yeah. There's, there's just endless amounts. Of transitions, which Each transition can be very you know, uncomfortable, right? Yeah, yeah, super uncomfortable. I remember just transitions in our lives can be uncomfortable because we're going into uncharted territory, the unknown, right? We're like, how is God gonna get us through this? How is God gonna get us here? How's <clears throat> God gonna provide here? And we get ourselves into very uncomfortable territory. Yeah. Well, here's an example. Just this morning, before we started recording, we're talking to our son about baseball. 
he's playing baseball for the first time, an organized team, and that's a transition. Especially at, at a teenager. I'm 13. Yeah. Never played baseball before. Right. So there's some uneasiness, some unexpected things, some uncharted territory. Um, yeah, I can remember being that age and going through transitions, and it was really, really uncomfortable. I remember moving and have to um, go to a new school at age 13, <coughs> middle school, and it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes those transitions can mean not just going into new territory, but actually it could mean giving up something mm -hmm. that you've held very dear, you know, some old friendships, um, leaving a home that you've grown up in, grown up in or loved, and, you know, you have so many memories there. So, um, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of emotions tied to transition. Mm -hmm. And so we want to talk about that today. <clears throat> But the good news is, here's the good news, we have a helper to help us through those situations. We have the Spirit of God, and he, he never leaves us. He never Amen. forsakes us. He's, he's our helper. He's our ever-present help in time of need. And so... And if we've asked Jesus into our heart to be surrender to him, then the Holy Spirit comes in and lives inside of us, yep. right? So we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, being followers of Christ. Yeah, yeah. And I like this Bible verse. We're going we're gonna to put the Word of God in this podcast here, like we always do. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. <clears throat> We're going to allow the Spirit of God that lives and dwells in us as born-again believers in Jesus Christ to be our guide. His Spirit communicates with our spirit and leads us and directs us and talks to us and, and helps us through transitions, right? Right, and then when we don't, be a really rocky road <laughs> could if be. we're basing our transitions and focusing on our feelings and emotions and being guided by that we are not going to be knowing what's god's best for us and what his will is and where we're supposed to be doing and what we're supposed to be saying and where we're supposed to be going and where we're supposed to even move to then we find ourselves like in a i in the past i found myself in a ditch in a rut Mm -hmm. Right, like, why is nothing working? And being in fear and anxiety, and well, if you reevaluating things, oh wow, I kind of was let off, and I did this out of fear. Right, when we do things out of fear, a lot of times we find ourselves way off the track of what God is leading us to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so today we're gonna we're gonna just spend some time on that as as we go through these transitions you know what what can we do how do we get through them by by listening for God's voice and by 
following that that lead, that peace. guide, that peace. Yeah, that's good, you know. I just uh, ministered to a, one of our friends. <clears throat> she was, her husband wanted her to step out of her job and come home, and he had just launched a business, and she was just full of anxiety and fear. And I said, don't, don't make any decisions out of fear. Don't move out of fear. Wait on the Lord. Pray together as a husband and wife. Be together in unity before you step out of that job. Mm-hmm. And she texted me about a week later and said, we came together in unity, we prayed, we have peace that I step out of my job, and I put in my two-week notice. Yeah. But it's the whole Holy Spirit leading, guiding, and have that peace before you move, right? Instead of moving out of the fear. Yeah. Which you've ministered to so many people out of that. Yeah, yeah. And you had a lot of good information in that little story right there. But let's let's first talk about the peace part. Um, the Bible talks about <clears throat> letting peace rule. Right. Right? It, like an umpire. Like, you know, when an umpire says, safe, or out, or strike, or, you know, in baseball. <clears throat> the Bible talks about allowing peace, that, that peace that you get in your spirit, from communicating and connecting with God's Spirit, He's guiding us. Um, you got to let that peace rule, and and He will <clears throat> give you that peace. Right. Sometimes you have to wait. Right. Sometimes it's not an immediate answer. Sometimes you could have someone calling, calling, calling. What's your decision? And you still don't have that peace. You don't move. Right. We, we've listened to Keith Moore at MoreLifeMinistries.org and. Don't move. I've had people calling, calling. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he didn't have the answer yet. He was waiting on the Lord. So sometimes it's a pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to move unless you have that peace. And like, like you, you made mention of, don't ever make a decision, no matter what. Don't make a decision out of fear, out of anxiety, out of... Um, you know, those, those heat of the moment mm-hmm. situations where there's, there's anxiety and, and chaos and pressure. Those, those things, confusion. That's of not of God. That's not of God. Um, you know, pressure. That's not of God. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is gentle. He doesn't force us. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't manipulate. He doesn't manipulate. So any of those things, if you perceive those, you're probably going to feel that inside. You're going to perceive that inside of you that something's not right. You know, in Christian slang terms, people talk about having a check in their spirit, right? It, it's a... Red flag. It's a red Don't flag. Move. It's a, it, We've heard people call, you know, it just doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't move. You don't transition if it right. doesn't seem right. If you're getting that red flag, um, and even if even if you've missed it, like you felt like you've missed it because you didn't obey the Holy Spirit at that time, I believe God just brings back another time where you have another opportunity. Right? There's been times where God's led you to give money to someone, and you're kind of like, oh, is that me or is that God? Or and then afterwards you. You know, the person moved or the person moved on and and you're like, oh, that was God. Oops. (laughs) 
I'm going to, I'm going to obey, right? Obey the second time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's okay if you've missed it. Well, God praise will bring the Lord. We again. serve the God of second chances. Second chances. Third chances. Yeah. He's so patient with us until we get it right. And <clears throat> no one's yeah. perfect. We're all mm-hmm. in a process. Mm-hmm. Learning. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to, to, um, touch on. So let, so usually what we do is we, we break these discussions down into how we can apply it to a marriage situation, how we can apply it to a, to a parenting or children, sibling situation. <clears throat> and I want to go back to something you talked about, Jody, about agreement. And that is so important in the marriage part of transitions, right? When you're, when you're going through transition, transitions, um, you want to hear from God and you want to get agreement between husband and wife. Because like you said, sometimes people think they're hearing from God. Right. Um, but maybe they're not really hearing from God. Maybe it's themselves, you know, or their their desires that are influencing mm-hmm. things. <clears throat> but when you can get that, that agreement, you know, how the same way that God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit operate in complete unity, mm-hmm. right? We want to, as husbands and wives, you know, the Bible talks about how, how, to become one, right? Obviously, we don't physically become the same person, but we 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 become one by operating in unity together, and um, and with and with God. So we hear from God, and we and we you know get agreement amongst ourselves, and you know that that three stranded cord is not easily broken husband, wife, and Jesus Christ. Right. And so, so, say for example, let's see, um, in our marriage, since I'm usually the one that blows this one, what have we done? What have I done where I didn't get agreement with you and, and it uh, didn't work out so good? Uh, second business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insurance sales. <clears throat> when you're yeah. already working a full-time career yeah in the automotive department so so i thought of course i was hearing from god and i need to be the provider of our family and we need extra money and 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 um you know just had a baby number five yeah yep and i mean i was honestly it was it was good intentions on my part right i wanted to provide for my family but you were like Nah, this is not right. And I went ahead and did it anyways. Right. And it caused... Marital problems. Some, yeah, it caused a lot of... Strife, division, to the point where I felt like I was a single mom because you were never home, trying to raise five kids by myself. Yeah, and I should have known this because... Well, one, because I didn't get agreement with you. But I also... It was kind of like a decision made out of uh, anxiousness, like, you know, instead of trusting God to be our provider, right. 
I was like, oh, I got to, you know, I got to do this because, because we got bills to pay and we, you know, I, I got, and, and I mean, that's a. That, and you wanted to get out of your current job too, correct? And I did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So here I am trying to force things to happen mm -hmm. on my own instead of, instead of letting God, you know, make the way for me and not getting agreement and it kind of fell apart. Things fell apart. So there but you are, men. Thankfully, God is a restorer, and he restored us. He yes. restored our marriage, restored. Look where we are now. That was 13 years ago. Yep. Yeah, he woke me up and got some revelation in my head that uh, things needed to change, and I needed to put priorities in the right place. And yeah, now our marriage is better than ever, and we just celebrated 28 years of wedding, our wedding anniversary this past weekend. That's right. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And we're sitting here doing a podcast, smiling at each other. I know. I know. <laughs> that would not have happened 13 years ago. <clears throat> we would have had boxing gloves on. Boom, boom. Yeah. Be a wrestling match. You might hear plates crashing in the background. <laughs> Jody throwing dishes at me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... So there's a, an opportunity to apply this in a marriage scenario. So husbands, when your wife comes to you and says, hey, this isn't working out, listen, listen, pray together. Don't move until you're in unity with things. Yeah, yeah. Yep, hear from God, pray together, be in agreement. Man, just because you're the head of the household doesn't mean you you do things without consulting your wife and getting agreement. Um, like we said, the Bible said, the two shall become one. And that is, that, that one, that oneness, that's the same oneness that the Bible talks about um, concerning God. When, when in the Old Testament it says, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. It uses this word. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get theological on you here. And it uses this Hebrew word, achad. And in the in the verse where it talks about a man and a woman becoming one, uses that same word, achad, becoming one, operating in complete unity. You know, we know we know as Christians the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is God in three persons, but one, right? One. And, and um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but one God. And so that same oneness is, is supposed to be in our marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus never did anything that he didn't see the Father do. He never said anything. He didn't hear the Father say that's that that's that kind of oneness. So um so operate in that in your marriage and and everything you will move be mountains. Well. Yes. We've moved mountains to coming together in unity. Yeah. We even prayed in our fifth child by coming in together in unity in prayer. Mm -hmm. Because what do we say? That one of the most powerful prayers on earth is a husband and wife coming together in unity and praying. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Most powerful. Amen. So how can we apply this to our children? 
parenting? Yeah, good question. I think um, the where we want to go with this, because we're we're getting low on time here, is the we we want to train our kids how to hear what what is what does God's voice sound like? How's that? I, I, for lack of a better way to put it. What is, what is it like when God's trying to tell me something? You know, it might, might not be an audible voice. How do I know when right. God's talking to me? And so... Which here, we've told our kids that it always line up to what God's word is, right? Yep. Nothing ever be bad. Right. So step one, you just said it. It'll, it'll always line up to what God's right. word is. Well... Kids, how do you know what God's word is? You got to read it. Yep. So, you know, from a very young age, we want them to read the Bible, read God's word. And <clears throat> that's obviously the number one way that God is going to communicate to us is through his written word. But then we talked about being led by his spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And... The Bible talks about how God's spirit bears witness with our spirit. So that's like the spiritual communication line is Holy Spirit to our spirit, right? We're, we're spirit beings. We have a body and we have a mind. We also have a spirit inside of us, our inner man, and God communicates with us directly to our spirit. So, <clears throat> we talked about it a little bit for the marriage part. That That's what we um, we call your seamer, right? When it seems like something is right or when it seems like something is wrong, that's a great way to train your kids on the leading of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, when, when they're... Um, and it may not make sense to you as parents either, right? Mm -hmm. Because we've had our kids give away their guitars that we bought them brand new to people and bless them. We've had our kids pull money out of their bank accounts to bless someone because they needed money to go to a church event. I mean, we had where our daughter was supposed to go to Australia on a mission trip and then came back and said, I don't have peace, Mom, about going. And we're like, well, don't go. And she ended up going to Lima at the last minute. Mm -hmm. So there's so many times that our children have shown, like even choosing a college, right, for our son who chose a college. Like he wasn't, even though it made sense to go to this university because you wouldn't have any debt or you wouldn't have, you know, it was close to home and he could live at home, but he wasn't led to go there. He was led to go to a harder school, mm -hmm. more intense, more way more expensive and live away from home. And so training them to follow the Holy Spirit is an amazing asset for them to have their whole entire life, right? Because we're not going to be by their side their whole entire life. Yep. And they're going to have to come into situations and have to hear from the Holy Spirit of what to do. What do I do in this situation? What do I do? Mom and dad aren't here. Yep. And so that's been a huge key to training our kids before they leave the home. Yeah. So, so we want to train them um, 
not to override that that leading that that seeming right so if something seems right or if something just seems wrong you know it just makes them feel uneasy and it's you know we 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 don't want to um train them to override that or ignore it right. because then they become dull to it and and eventually they they won't be sensitive to right. that anymore and that's God talking to them you know in a lot of cases that's God talking to them right and so um so yeah the holy spirit bearing witness to make to make it through transitions um that's how we can train the kids to to and it's also part of having them obey us the first time as parents, right? So if they're obeying you and I the first time when we ask them to do something, that's also <clears throat> training them to be obedient to when the Holy Spirit speaks to them and being obedient to give or serve or, or go, go to this or college stop or, or right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. <laughs> first time <laughs> obedience. <laughs> Yeah, so there you have it. That's um that's another way that that we can apply it to to the to the parenting situation. Roman Romans 8:16 it says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. That's that's like that's like I said our spiritual connection communication connection that um God's spirit talks, communicates directly to our to our spirit. And you know, then we hear that. We hear that through our through our conscience is like the voice of our spirit. This is getting really deep and, and technical into this <laughs> this whole communication thing, but um but in a nutshell, yeah, spirit to spirit. We we communicate directly to God's spirit. That's so cool. And to train our kids to be sensitive to it, to be quick to obey it. Um, and it's okay if you miss it. And it's okay if you miss it because God's there and he's always listening and he's... He redeems that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so there we have it. Making it through transitions to help you have a revolutionary family to, um, to get through those transitions with ease and success and do it God's way. Yes. So you come out on the other side Victorious. Victorious and in a, in a richer place, in a wealthy place. And, and um, it's biblical and it works and we're so thankful for it. So there you have it, everyone. Thanks for listening today on The Revolutionary Family with Dino. And Jody. And if you liked what you heard today, please uh, give us some feedback. And share. Like, subscribe, share. Share. And start a revolutionary family in your house today. Yes, yes. And come back, listen in next time on The Revolutionary Family. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Family Face Ministries, our mission is to restore the face of the family. That means equipping families with the teaching and the tools that they need to succeed.
You can support that mission with either a one-time gift or by becoming a recurring monthly partner. Your gift today will help keep families together. To give, visit familyfaceministries.org give or call us at 877-336-6540.